Welcome to Changing the Sales Game on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. You know I'm happy that you're here. So every week as you tune in, I, I am on a mission and I'm going to change that word sales and that not in the stomach that we often feel or many of us feel when we're speaking with a prospect, right? Is that icky? I don't want to be sleazy and I certainly don't want to be manipulative. Well, we're changing that at here at Changing the Sales Game. So tune in every week. I really want to make sure, uh, subscribe, rate, review, all those fun things. I do read the reviews. I love reading the reviews. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We're going to move that needle, peeps. We're going to change the world out there so that sales and serving our clients really becomes a place of love, care, and respect. The other thing I have for you, of course, I have my free gift, my communication style assessment. That will also help you move the needle of just kind of owning your superpowers as we communicate and how our messages are received. As well, you will get a secondary report. You get the superpower report and then you get the uh, blind spot, which is our lowest score. That could be even more uh, magical for you to understand how you're showing up for people different from you. And then what do you need to do, right? Let's take control of that and shift um, our mindset. So the uh, link for the communication style assessment is in the show notes. Please be sure to take yours today. Now, my motivational quote today is by Dave Ramsey. And Dave says, you must gain control over your money or the lack of it will forever control you. So as I reflect every week, as I write the intro, I was reflecting on my career in business and, you know, for today's topic. And I realized how curious I've become about my relationship to money. Like this is a thing. And I can clearly see, as I reflect back, I could clearly see the ups and downs financially due to things that have most times been beyond my control. So I always try to look at the things I can control. What I've learned is I can only control me and how I respond to situations. And when the economy changes, and and it does, right? But we're seeing it now. I'm always grateful for the savings that we've set aside for emergencies, but also that the savings I continue to put in for retirement as I age. Now, I believe it's about being aware of my current situation, having a plan to support my future objectives and goals, and knowing when to change the plan. So I'm going to ask you, what's your relationship with money? Are you thinking, oh, con, I love money. I love spending money and money is great. Or the flip side, are you thinking, hmm, that's a really good question. I feel like I never have enough. And no matter how hard I work, money seems to be hard for me to hold on to. No matter which side you're falling on, of course I have an answer for you today. My wonderful friend and guest is Chella Diaz. Uh, Chella knew at a very young age how to manage money. At nine years old, she would go to the farmer's market, knew the vendors that had the best products and the lowest prices. She purchased her car at 17 and her first home at 23. And for over 15 years, Chella has been on her, her spiritual journey. Chella has been hosting workshops to empower people to change, uh, to change their, to change their value and attract their ideal clients. So please help me welcome my wonderful dear friend Chella to the show. Thanks for being on, kiddo. Oh my goodness, this is gonna be awesome. <laughs> I know we love spending time together. Uh, so hold, so hold on to your hats, right, Chella? <laughs> and take out a notebook and a pen or your iPhone or whatever, wherever you take notes, because we're gonna give them so many tips that they want at the end of the show. I know they want to take some action. I love it. Action is where we get the magic right in our lives. 
So let's start. How do you, how does the money conversation um, that we listen to as kids, right, impact our financial picture today? You know, that's a good one because I want you to think that, and also this is an actual exercise. If we think about what the money conversations we listen to, what I call money drama, you know, as kids, we put on our own interpretation, our own spin. And as we grow, that spin, Think of it as that conversation changes outfits. So it grows with us. But once we identify, so it's identified whether it's, you know, you have to work hard, which that's actually mine. I grew up with that one. You know, money doesn't grow on tree. We can't afford it, whatever it was. Yeah, all of the above. You know what I mean? And one, I just acknowledge, acknowledge that that's what happened, but also acknowledge that that was a gift given to you right? It was the adults. And sometimes the adults wanted to prepare us, right? They, they didn't want us to make the same mistakes they did. They wanted us to have a better life. Sure. But what they didn't realize that in the process they gave us, they gifted us some limiting beliefs. So identifying that and then becoming aware on how that has impacted your current financial picture, right? Because once you make the connections, once you connect the dots, it will make it a lot easier for you to make different choices, right? Go ahead. (laughs) No, go ahead. Finish, finish. Because yeah, I, I, I want to reflect on that for a minute, but yeah, go ahead. Continue. Yeah. So, because once you become aware, then you become aware of what's that, what I call it monkey chatter. What is that monkey chatter that you're telling yourself? Are you saying I can't afford it? It's hard to make money. I cannot find clients. You know, I mean, similar to sales, right? We have that thing. It's like, what is that internal dialogue that's going on? Because then you'll be able to change it. Because that's when you become aware, then we are in a position to make a change. And it goes back to what I said on the onset, right? Every time, you know, I, you know, I'm getting older, right? We're getting older. I look back and I, I look at the ups and downs in, in the financial picture of my husband and I having kids and economies changing, job losses, all of those things. And it absolutely impacted. But, and, and now, but now, obviously, with my spiritual side and all of that, I'm starting to look and say, well, was that the truth? What happened? Was it the truth? Or was it just things beyond my control? So what can I control? And it's exactly what you're saying. Reflect, understand. And then, okay, it's not serving me anymore. I'm the one in control to say, that's a limiting belief. I don't need it anymore. It isn't serving me. This is a better belief to kind of rewire or reprogram my brain. That's what we're talking about, right? Exactly. And I'm going to give them the frame. This is one of my mentors slash coaches. I am the thinker of my thoughts. Yeah. I now choose to move my attention to and whatever that is. So as of this recording, I use that formula. It can be happen. You can use it for many, many different things. For me, I used it to give up a diet Pepsi, over 20-year diet Pepsi addiction, right? <laughs> it was, nice and it's life. been three years. I nice. used it. I am the thinker of my thoughts. I now choose to move my attention. You know, diet Pepsi for me was not serving me. It was not... It was actually, right, it wasn't. It really, truly wasn't. But I couldn't give it up. But you can do that. You know, when procrastinating around making calls, procrastinating around calling out former clients to ask for a refresh, it doesn't matter what the subject matter is. 
I am the thinker of my thoughts. I now choose to move my attention to, and you choose to move my attention to something else. Now, at the beginning, just from personal experience, you may need to literally get up and go to a different room. Because we, you know what I mean? Because we are so programmed with this stuff that we need to move our body. Jumping jacks work really well. (laughs) Because we just need to change, right? We need to change. And so when you do that, then you're able to come back and you're in a different space. You'll it's be able funny. to make those calls. Yeah, I like I like the idea of the jumping jacks. It's like you're moving the energy. Also, go to another room as you're saying, okay, right, this is this this was, this is what I'm choosing now. Um, going to another room, it's like you're choosing again, it's movement. To me, that moves the energy of whatever that lack was or whatever that limiting belief was. And it was funny as you were uh talking about working hard. Oh, that is absolutely one of my um one of my things, it's really funny. Uh, Chella, we're like in sync today. Um, the, the conversation before the recording too, was like, you were in my head, but last night we were having dinner. My boys are still home and, um, the kids, I don't, we're, they were joking around because my husband and I were happily married 30 and a half years. And, um, I don't know what I said to my husband. I was being snarky, you know, just, we're goofing around. And my older son said, oh, they're getting divorced, right? Which we're, of course, not. And um, so then we were talking. I'm like, yeah, who would you live with if we got divorced? So I'm going to get the older one. He's going to get the younger one. And we're giggling as we're doing this. And um, so my little guy said to me, yeah, he goes, "Um, dad and I will have fun. He goes, you'll just work more. (laughs) And I said, you're probably right. If I had responsibility, hmm. I would work more. And, but I have to tell you last night in bed, I was thinking he was really right. That doesn't mean that's the right thing to do because that would be my natural instinct. Well, work harder because I was raised work hard, work hard. And then you have money work hard and things happen. Now, listen, I'm not ashamed of being, uh, being a hard worker, but to the extent that I work, that's not healthy. And it was, it was a slap in the face. And I mean that in a good way that, he made me reflect for a minute about why do I think I have to work so hard? I don't. Right. No, right. It's about, it's changing it. Right. I had the same situation. My, my dad working hard. So when I first went out and I got paid to be, do a speaking engagement, my body went into shock, right? Because how is getting in front of a crowd, talk about something that I truly love working hard, right? It went against those principles. So I speak from experience that I say, I've tested. I am my best client. So I've done the work. I am my best client. <laughs> and it works, right? We, we do need to put a little bit of work in it because you are changing however many years, let's just say 20 years of programming. And so I say 20 years from birth to up to 20 years, whatever that programming was or whatever that age may be, right? But we're constantly being programmed. We're programmed by adults, by television, you know, everything around us. We're just being programmed that things need to look a certain way. Well, yeah, well, look at the, I just want to comment on that right now. Look at the media, inflation, inflation, everything's costing more. The sky is falling, the sky, that's what I hear. So I don't even watch the news anymore because I can't control the economy. I can control me. And what do I need to do? 
So I need, maybe I need to network a little bit more. Maybe you said it before I go back to my clients and say, Hey, listen, I haven't spoken in a while. I'll miss you. What's going on. How can I help you? Right. Always coming from this place of service and all of a sudden doors start opening. So again, the sky isn't falling. What can I control? And what, and here's the other thing too, Chella, and I'm, I'm curious to hear where you land with this. I'm really starting to choose things that I want to do, not that I feel I have to do. There, that little bit of another shift for me recently. I don't know. What, what do you think? Absolutely, right? Because who says we have to? You know, there is no should. We shouldn't be shown anything. Yeah. Right now, I'm not saying, listen, I love what I do. There are certain things within what I do that I don't care about. Right. There really is. I mean, there's proportion. But until you get to the point where you're able to hire those out. That's right. I'm not saying that you're going to love 100 percent of what you do, but That's it's right. the have to. I enjoy going to networking events. I enjoy meeting new people. Right. Those I thrive and I'm really good at follow up as well. But yeah. there's certain things that between those, there's a bridge that I don't care for. I don't care for the paperwork. You know what I mean? I don't care for a lot of this stuff. But at the beginning, you have to do some of those things. But becoming aware that the minute I make this amount of money, I'm going to hire this out. That's right. Goals. Right? Yeah. Goals. Benchmarks. Right? Yeah. But also that, I know we're talking about money, but also that has to do with when we have to, because a lot of us feel that we have to go to family or friends gatherings, right? If that person is low vibration, I'm sorry, we don't have to. And if we do, because whatever, you know, we, um, let's be there for a very short time. Yeah. So I usually have a two hour expiration time on my, right. I go in, I mingle, I talk to people and then I'm out. Yep. Do what you have to do, right? Because we do have responsibility. Here's the other thing. You know, I know people take things to the extreme and, and that's extremes are never good in my, my world, right? I believe the pendulum swings. We want to kind of hover and stay in that, that moderate, right? Middle kind of section in life overall. But you're right. Sometimes you have a responsibility. You have to go to that low vibration person. I'm loving, I'm going to use that. Okay. What's my expiration date from uh, expiration time for this engagement that I have to be or this person I have to go visit or or see. Um, So I like that an expiration of time. So you do what you have to do, but you know, you know what your exit strategy is, so to speak. Another question, you know, we keep talking about the, when we're children, that the messages that, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. We can't afford that. I remember my mom saying we were poor and, you know, were we rich? No. Was there a roof over our head? Great food on the table, clothes on my back. Yeah, we were poor. (laughs) But in her mind, she was a depression baby, right? So in her mind, it was never enough, never enough because she lived through the depression. What if? that happens again. So it was very fear-based, the, the monologue or dialogue that she had with us. And it comes up a lot now, me as an adult with my kids, you know, they have jobs and their savings and the conversations we're having, I'm catching myself because now I'm the mother, right? Sharing that message. So that's an, another good way to kind of monitor the thought process. What are some other ways, you know, we're saying, um, look back at your childhood, but, but what are some of the tools and strategies and tips you share so that people have something tangible after they listen to the show, for instance, to sit for five minutes and reflect on what, what would you recommend? Well, if, for instance, if you were, grew up with uh, have to work hard, right? Look at what you're currently doing, right? 
Because if you're working, I know, listen, I know if we love what we do, and I know that Connie and I absolutely do, but there's also, what about the me time, right? And if you find yourself, and I've been there, if you find yourself working 12, 14 hours a day, as much as you love it, is that really, and I do, and I know you do as well, but where is that time, right? Why are we doing that, right? Are we just so busy doing, doing, doing? Are we ready to delegate? So, you know, I mean, there is no right. You have to work six hours, eight hours, because I sometimes have 10 hour days and sometimes I have four hour days. Yep. Right. Depending on what's there. But it's finding that are you busy, so busy doing, doing, doing that you don't really have time to enjoy. That's the thing, right? Because sometimes we get so caught up and so busy, we don't really enjoy it. And that's why I think it's time to step back and figure out what can I let go of? What can I put to the back burner? It's not that you're deleting it, but what could I just delete from and give yourself two weeks and see what that feels like. And I know I use the F word a lot. A lot of the feelings. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) Trickster. (laughs) I used I do. It's like feel where, where are your body you know what's the emotions emotions and feelings what is your body telling you right because if you find yourself tired if you find yourself you're not getting enough rest your body's talking to you right it's time to listen your body is going to give you a lot of the signals right you all we need to do is become aware and start listening but the other one is um where you listen to we can't afford it Right. Whatever the reason we can't afford, whatever it was, we can't afford to throw a party. We can't afford to do extras, whatever, whatever. We can't afford to pay the gas bill, electric bill, whatever it was. Is as adults, I've seen this play out in two different cases. You have the person that did that. And because they don't ever want to go back to that emotionally, they spend every penny. Right. Mm -hmm. Because they're so busy wanting to not feel those feelings as a child. But also we have the person that saves every possible penny to the point where they don't have any joy or fun. They don't treat themselves out to dinner. They don't treat themselves out on vacations, you know, maybe every five years. You know, I mean, they just they're so busy. And like you said it before, it's about finding the middle ground. Right. Not spending every paycheck, but also not saving every penny. It's finding that middle ground. So, yeah, just sit down and it's become the best way to really learn this is going to the grocery store and becoming aware. And I know you're going to be a little bit of stalkers there, but hang out with a with a mom or a dad with kids, somebody with kids. It doesn't even have to be the parents. It could be grandma. It could be somebody that has kids. And listen to how they are talking to the kids, right? Because then that's going to bring back memories for you. Because it's going to, you know, I mean, because so much happens at the grocery store. I don't do that as often now, but oh my goodness, that it was such a learning for me. Just becoming aware of how other parents or other adults were talking to kids about money. So if you do this a couple of times, go to the grocery store and just become aware because that's going to trigger something in you. That's going to say, oh my God, I remember listening to that. Oh my God, somebody said that to me. That is the easiest way to get you back 
Because sometimes if you're sitting there wanting to do something, it's not going to show up. Go to the grocery store. Go yeah. to the toy store. Go to go to uh, CVS and hang out at the toy section. They have a phenomenal. Listen to me getting excited about CVS. I've done field trips at CVS because I think that I have. I really have. So <laughs> now you people are killing me. No, because CVS they have a really great toy section. They really do. They have tons of toys. But become aware of what the adults are saying. Like this kid wants this toy. What is it? What is it? What are the parents? And that's going to help you. It's all about you. But sometimes it's easier for us to learn the lesson when we see it outside of ourselves. Yes. Yes. It, that, you know, at the restaurant, listen to, you know, if there's kids behind you, listen to the, the conversation at a restaurant or at the beach or wherever it is, right? Just kind of tune into how is a parent talking to a child and see what it stirs up in you or a memory? Because now here's the tool, right? You know, you're like, well, oh, yeah, I've, I've heard conversations at the grocery stores. Yes, but you didn't hear it from the framework or the, the perspective of, oh, did that bring anything up? Did my mom say that to me? Did my mom, my dad say that to me? Does this feel familiar? So now all of a sudden you're looking through the lens of your inner child in essence, right? But what that conversation is live in front of you that's unfolding for when you went to the, you know, you were in the little, little carriage with your mom and she was pushing you around. What does that evoke? So see, I like that because it's a trigger. Um, I find it very hard to sit and reflect and think, okay, when I was a kid, what are those limiting beliefs? It's like nothing comes up because we're putting stress on ourselves because we're sitting here and I have to think about what are those limiting beliefs? I can't think of any, you know, be, become the spiral of you go nowhere. So I love that tangibility CVS food store for me, the beach. I love hearing how uh, parents talk to the kids on the beach cracks me up. So yes, these are all good tangible things. I want to want to ask you another question. Um, gratitude, right? How can being grateful absolutely bring more abundance into, into your life? I, I know I use it, but I am curious on your yeah. take on that. I and, you know a lot of people talk about this, you know, because, but also I especially love to give this task to my high school students, right? Because high school students, for the most part, they don't have a job. So when they said, how are you going to give back? They'll say, well, we don't have a job. We can't give anything. We don't have money. That's mm -hmm. not true though, right? Because we know they have money because the parents give them money. But they say, I don't have a job, so I'm not, I can't give. So gratitude for me, what I ask them to do is like, go out to a after-school program and read for somebody. Go to the library and donate. It's about when you begin to give, one, you're going to get back. My body's getting chills all over. But yes. two... Be too, especially you don't know how that other person can, what you're going to impact them, but also how they're going to impact you, right? It's simply by giving. And, and, and I, yes, of course, you can write a check. You can send some cash. You can do all of that, which is great. But sometimes to me, it's about sharing your skill set. Not to the point, right? But just sharing, giving tips, you know, especially on social media. What can you do? What can you, and you always do this, Connie, you come from a place where, how can I give? How can I serve? Who can I help? But when you begin to practice that on a daily basis, also being grateful, and this is going to be, this is going to be a tough one for some, when you get ready to pay out your monthly obligations, 
can you be so grateful that you have the funds to meet the obligations? Absolutely. That was a game changer for me. I had the money, but was I really grateful for that? Right. And that change, because energetically you're changing. It's almost like you're sending out the red carpet. I like to think of it as, can you imagine putting out the red carpet for all your obligations that you're putting it out and wishing them well? Absolutely. You're sending a message. And by doing that, and it could be in so many different ways, but you're going to get more of that. You know, it's funny, as you were saying that I was thinking, um, I never thought about this. I, I guess it was just a subconscious thing when I write, especially when I pay the gas and the electric bill, I, I run hot and I don't like the heat. It makes me very nauseous. So every time I write those bills, I go, oh, I love my air conditioning. <laughs> Thank you for that AC, you know, that I get to sleep at night and for that ceiling fan, you know, the electric keeps that ceiling fan at night going. So it's funny how I never thought about it, but yes, I am. I'm grateful for the ability to have the AC on and be able to pay that bill and not say, well, we don't have the money. I better keep it at 80 degrees. I would die. I would just die. And, and, and here's the other thing too, Chella, right? Let's say I came from that place of, we don't have the money. We have to raise the, the thermostat from 70 or 71, as I think is what we keep it at to 75 or 76, because then we'll save money, right? How much are you really saving? Number one, number two, how productive am I going to be if I'm sweating and feeling disgusting? I can't even think to be creative, to serve others, to show up. So like, think of the ripple effect every time you pay whatever that bill is, right? ShopRite, when I see it on our debit card and our, our check-in uh, check account, I think, oh, that was, I, I go, good. We had some good food this week, right? I don't even realize I'm doing it, but be grateful for whatever that bill or whatever that payment um, brought to you because they're we are blessed that we have the money. And the other thing I wanted to say, as you were saying that, you know, what tax time, it, we all go, oh, it's tax time. And every time I write those checks to the government, again, I, and I say this out loud to people when I hear them complain and I go, isn't it wonderful that number one, I'm not, forget about it. Is it too much taxation or whatever? Number one, you have the money to pay your taxes. Number two, you're paying taxes because you have an earnings. So shouldn't you be grateful for the, 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 again, that ripple effect of I've got money because now I owe taxes. That means I'm earning money, right? It, it, it kind of goes full circle for me. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And also become aware of the abundance around you. Now I happen to find money every time I go to the grocery store. I wish, especially I don't go very often. I only go once a week. So please. Um, but this week I went out twice. Well, I went one once, but I went to different stores. So I found two pennies. So where other people are like, I'm not going to bother with a penny. I am grateful that I found the penny. I, I go to pick it up and I do a squat along the way. So I have money and I'm getting healthy. I mean, into a fun game so far um the largest amount i have found on the floor was 23 dollars like 85 cents like something along those or score (laughs) right but also you know i mean if you're out and you find time left on the meter are you grateful that you found time you know i mean like there's so much around us you know, one of your neighbors has a lemon tree. Are you grateful when they bring you lemon trees? I mean, I think that we get a lot more things that we are aware of. Yeah. And not, not as in a judgment, right? But, you know, somebody, I've been at the coffee shop where the person in front of me 
you know, left their balance. They had a car gift card. They left the balance for me to use, right? That kind of stuff happens to me all the time. But because I am grateful all the time. Yes. Right? And, and so just becoming aware of, yeah, you know what? Somebody got me lemon. Somebody bought me a lunch. Somebody gave me this. It just adds up. So your vibration is at that level that it just keeps expanding and growing from that, which we could talk about for hours on that. I, it's true. But it's, <laughs> again, it's awareness. It's, it's, and, and, you know, I'm sponsoring the book, right. And you're sending me people and the other authors are sending me people. And, but here's the coolest part of it, right. I'm so excited because I'm getting to meet these new people and put together this great anthology. That's going to have a ton of information, right. About building community. But the cool thing is I'm meeting these amazing authors, these amazing business owners, these summer in, in corporate careers, and we're collaborating and we're creating beyond the book. And it's like, again, see that little, that little bit of that ripple effect, uh, Chella, raising the awareness, being grateful, being excited. See, that's another thing. I think everybody thinks that, um, you know, gratitude, uh, you have to sit there and like feel the gratitude. Yeah, you do, you know, but it's as simple as just at the end of a call, like, like when we finished today, I'll be like, Oh, I'm so glad I got to hang out with Chella. That was so much fun. I was, Oh, I feel really good inside now. Just that one minute of reflection of letting that goodness and that feeling come in. It helps us in business. It helps us in sales. And here's, here's another thing, right? Cause we're talking business. Money is business. I like money personally. I love that exchange of energy. Every time I have referred to someone or, I spend time with someone just helping them out. You're not getting paid, right? I'm like, yeah, come on, jump on 15 minutes. I can help you with that. I, I, I think it's a quick fix, right? They'll send me a referral because you, you serve them, you help them. There were no strings attached. It was just the right thing to do in that moment. I have, I have lived off referrals for 40 years for a reason. And it's because I, I just give first and I don't, there's never a string attached. You end up not liking me. I'm cool with that, right? If I never hear from you again, I'm cool with that. In the moment, I know I did what I wanted to do and felt that that person deserved whatever that amount of tension or time was for me. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And, and that's also important, right? Yes, we are in business. But also, you know, when you give, if you're not, if you're giving with strings attached, I don't think you should give. Um, agree. Cancel that call, right? Because then you, you're giving in order to get something back. That's the right. energy is off. It really is. Until you get into that place where I really want to give and totally be detached from the outcome, it's just not you. The energy that you're putting out is not you're not helping yourself. And I, I'll share a really tangible story with that because I agree 100 percent. I met someone in networking. Um, I don't remember what the network was last year, in the middle of the year and uh, of, of 2021. And then a couple of times I saw her in the networking and um, emailed me with questions on certain things, took my CSA and here's my results. What do you think? And quick email back saying, you know what? I would, I would work on this. I see this. And just some, just some strategic things I shared. So the beginning of this year, I get an email from her. Can we jump on a call? I need to talk to you. I'm like, sure, of course. I hope everything's okay. Yeah, everything's okay. I just want to pick your brain. I'm like, okay, no problem. We get on and she said to me, do you know I've met you three times, whatever the events were, and via emails a couple of times. And each time I've asked a question, you were the one that answered freely from your heart. And I implemented whatever the strategy was and it worked. And so she said, 
I want to hire you. And I said, okay, cool. Right. This was the conversation. And so she said, you know, the signature program. I said, well, all right, can I ask you some questions? Sure. We ended up the the right thing for her was just to hire me one-on-one. We moved her needle really quick within three months. She was rocking it. She didn't need my nine week program. She didn't need the group coaching. She didn't need any of that. That's what she thought she was going to get because that's what I promote. Right. After talking to me for the three months, she's sending me people now, but, but here's the thing. What, why I'm telling you this story, not because, Oh, good. Connie got business. She asked me a question in this networking. Nobody answered. I said, can I chime in? I, I, I think I can help. And I said, try this, try that, whatever. I did that three times with her. She ended up hiring me. So you see, you never end. Oh, by the way, she sends me people all the time as referrals. So because I just, it was networking. She asked a question. I had the wherewithal and the, the knowledge to answer it. She implemented, she got the reaction. She thought Connie's the real deal. And then magic happens, but there was no strings. There's no expectations. I think that's a better word. Right. There's no expectations, right? Because you were giving to give. It's when we give in the back of our mind thinking, oh, I want to get something out of it. That's a whole different energy. Yeah. And, you know, and if you're not really willing to do that, be totally detached from the outcome. I just don't think you should give. That's right. Right. Because then you're going to be frustrated. You're going to be resentful. Yeah. So just don't even get don't even get to that point. And, 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 you know, that's the vibrational energy. If you're vibrational, it's what you started with the have tos, right? I have to see that person, but vibrationally, they drain the living life out of you. Um, put a time limit that what's the expiration date on the time limit and leave it that time limit. There's your out. But you, again, you're in control of the situation. You can control your energy. So you don't take a nosedive because then no, no production, no result, no good outcome is going to come from that because your drains of your energy. Money is energy. And I, I think as business owners, we forget that because it's, it's our own paycheck or whatever. Um, money is energy. If you have a career in a corporate job, money is energy. What are you expending? You're getting paid for that, but how are you receiving that income? And again, it goes back to all the examples we use today. We're out of time, but listen, everybody, I don't know about you, but I love Chella. I get her in my life. So I'm lucky. I think you need Chella in your life. So two ways to connect with her. Please go to her website, which is just cheladiaz.com. Um, if you have a question for her specifically, email her at moneymap101 at gmail.com and she will respond to you. So it's moneymap101 at gmail.com or cheladiaz.com. Additionally, you have a free gift. I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes, Chella, but tell everybody what it is. It's going to be, it's a recording. It is going to help you find your money leaks. Ah. <laughs> That's a good so now one. Now that you're making money, it's about finding your money leaks. It's helping you really, just like we talked about energetically, where you are, you let go. So the one thing is not when you identify it, I'm a huge letter writer. When you become aware, whether you're at the beach, at the grocery store, wherever you are, and become aware of that money drama that you listen to as a child, write a letter to the event, to the scene. It may take a couple of letters, right? Because to me, it's imagining that you had taken this information from your head, it's flowing through your arm, and you're putting it on paper, right? But that's a way for you to identify it and release. And of course, the magic is put out a letter asking what you want. Really, truly, truly, letter writing to me is best 
therapy. And it's something you can control, right? Because you don't you don't have to go anywhere. But I would definitely recommend do some letter writing. Take a little bit of time. Go to the grocery store or to the toy store, to the beach, and become aware of what some of the other folks are saying, especially to children. Because it's going it. to help you find yours. And and the, the free gift is a video to helping people find their money leaks. Yes. It's going to be three steps to finding your money leaks. It's now I have, another, awesome. I have one, one last question before we sign off. Um, we all have money leaks, right? Nobody, nobody is immune to this, <laughs> right? Absolutely. And you know what? And what's really great about that is once you become aware of it, you can choose something differently. Yeah. I had mm-hmm. one, one person, one young lady, and she was spending about $300 on makeup every month, which I'm not a huge makeup person. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I know that's a great deal and all, um, but she wasn't ready to give it up. And I said, that's great. But when you're ready, you'll have the tools that are going to help you get there. So that's yes, right. it's choice. we all have, for me, a uh, live music events is my money leak. <laughs> Some people do shoes. I do live music events. We all do, but it's about becoming aware and knowing, just the knowing, you know, be okay with that. It's going to be yeah. awesome. And, and or choosing. I want to spend the $300 a month on makeup. I It's my guilty pleasure. And I don't do anything else. I'm spending the $300 a month. Okay. Okay. Right? It's, it's exactly. making the choice of why you're spending the $300, not to fill a void. Right. But truly, because it brings you pleasure or whatever. For me, it's my eyelashes. I'm never giving it up. It's my, I, I, I don't spend any money on myself. My eyelashes are my thing. Right? I love it. Uh, and so and yes, Connie, all- you just you just gave them a twenty five thousand dollar tip. Is it's about becoming aware so that you're not filling a void. Because when we filling a void, that's when we get in trouble. Yeah, eyelashes for me, live music events. It's my treat. It's my reward. That's right. Right, and for you, eyelashes. It's our reward because and we because we want to be kind to ourselves. That's right. But it's not right. filling a void. And that's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I just love it. Um, thank you, Chella. Again, that will be in the show notes. Please check out that video. It'll be a short video, but I think truly, truly worthwhile. Start to play with some of the strategies we talked about today. Remember, I know I'm a broken record at the end, Chella. I always say this. listening to the the show, gaining information, it's a beautiful thing to learn. If you do nothing with this information, nothing's going to change. So please apply it in your life, in your business, in your career, and really, really watch the magic that starts to unfold before you. Um, It's not a trick. It's not magic. It it, it is magic in a certain way, um, but you have to take the information and apply. And, and of course, if you're loving me, don't forget, rate and review, subscribe so you don't miss an episode, but also join my all-star community. It's super inexpensive. You get me twice a month. I'd love to see you. I'd love to meet you. And I'd love to share um, our experience and expertise together uh, just to make the world a little bit better place. Uh, Chella, as always, thank you so much for being just thought-provoking and for sharing so many amazing, tangible tips that people can actually apply today, right after they listen to the show. So thank you so much. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Always, always the same hanging out with you. And I hope you will join me uh, weekly as we question, build, and discover together. 
no matter where you are on your journey with business career, um, we're here, right? My guests and I are here to help you improve, again, whatever that means to you, um, to help just make your life a little bit easier, your business life a little bit easier. Um, Thank you again for tuning in. Thank you again, Chella. You've been listening to Enlightenment of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman on webtalkradio.net. As always, I'm honored to have you on this journey, and I really hope you create some magic in your life. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Have a great one. Thanks. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow. Oh, 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 oh,